Welcome to the Las Vegas EDM Podcast. I'm your host, Hayen. I have a special guest with me today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Ian Vendetta, and uh, it's a pleasure having me here. How's everything going with you? Everything's really good. How was your morning? Uh, it was or good. It... Or, well, yeah, afternoon out here. I'm, uh, I'm from <laughs> New York, so <laughs> yeah, we're already at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, oh, wow. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could think it's a three-hour difference between us. It's it? Yep. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty productive morning. Um, I'm off on Fridays for my day job, so uh, I got, like, first thing, woke up, made a cup of coffee, got on my deck, did a little mix. Um, then after that, started uh, doing bookings and contacting people and, yeah, just uh, typical everyday DJ work. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is your day job? Okay, so I'm a manager of a private sanitation company. <laughs> so uh, basically, all I do is run trucks all day around uh, the town and, and the community and uh, make sure people do their job correctly. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. How long have you had that job? Oh, I've been there for like six years now. Long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely dedicated. Uh, good pay. And uh, helps me fund the DJ uh, career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get a job, too, to fund this. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Eventually, it'll start paying for itself. Don't worry. Uh, you know, uh, regardless, I, I would still love doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. So I, yeah. How long have you been a DJ and a producer? Okay, so... Um, I would say for about 10 years now, officially, um, but I was brought into it at a young age. Uh, I had a cousin down in Seaside Heights, uh, New Jersey, and uh, he played at all the clubs down there around the time when Jersey Shore was shooting and everything. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, you know, showed me the ropes, uh, used to play on the old, like, old school, like CDJs, um, where you know he used to carry around a book of uh, CDs, and I would be there like 14 years old. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but uh, 14 years old, <laughs> helping him like throw in CDs at the clubs. I was behind the stage and everything. Yeah. You know, we're wearing a crew shirt and pretending like I was yeah. supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, he he taught me the ropes when I was young, and um, you know, uh, over time I got into music, uh, school, my school actually brought me into, um, production. Uh, they were teaching me how to use logic and everything. And, uh, yeah, one thing led to another and, you know, just kept it going as a hobby. And I just liked doing it for fun. And, uh, used to DJ like house parties with my friends and all this stuff. And then next thing you know, um, I think I went to, uh, EDC Las Vegas, I think it was 2016 or 2015, and uh, I think that's the day I was like, you know, I want to make this a full-fledged career <laughs> and try to <laughs> try to get out there and, like, do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are one of the best years for EDC. I, w I, been, I went there. I've been going to EDC Vegas since 2015. Nice. And the ones now, it's not the same, but... Um, you know, it's it's always an experience, a really good experience with EDC. It's you know ever changing. So, oh, a hundred percent. I'm uh, definitely gonna try to um, 
do the discovery project and try to get out there and yeah. hopefully, you know, get some sets, get some yeah. time. Even if it's a half hour, that would be like a dream come true, you know? Right. Are there any one from New York that have won? Um, like the the festivals? The discovery. The discovery. Oh, project? discovery. Um, no. Okay, so I didn't really win the discovery project, but I did perform at Electric Zoo, uh, two years running, uh, yeah. twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, and I played uh the sixth burrow. I believe that was the twenty seventeen, and then um the treehouse was 2018 and uh it was a local stage so pretty much uh that stage was set up in the festival uh for all the local new york city artists but obviously you had to have a name for yourself at the time uh so i was running my own promotional company um my company was making crazy amount of ticket sales and i just knew the right people i was working with main events um some people from insomniac and I was very fortunate to uh, land the gig at, at Electric Zoo in New York City on Randall's Island. And I got to play wow. it back-to-back -back for two years right before uh, COVID hit. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. Now, do they still have Electric Zoo there? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And uh, this is uh, the first year I'm getting back into it. I started um, actually running uh, my promotional company again, and we're selling tickets for it. Nice. How do you get to do that? Do you just reach out to them and uh, partner with them, or? Well, there's uh, certain people that uh, you have to know. So there's a guy um, that we do know, and he's uh, works for main events directly. Wow. And uh, yeah, he he you know distributes tickets and everything and whatnot, and and, that, and then we do our uh, we do our job, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do so. you think you get to play next year or sometime soon? Hopefully, hopefully. I kind of I kind of retired back when COVID hit. Um mm. so basically uh you know, New York City was shutting down. The CDC wanted you to have a vaccine card. Um and then it got to the point where even if you have the vaccine card, doesn't matter. They don't want you sitting within 6 feet of each other and whatever. So it got really bad out here to the point where uh nightclubs, dinner venues, um Pretty much everything like you couldn't do anything out in new york city or anything uh due to the covid so i yeah. kind of just was like all right i'm gonna retire i did a bow party um and then like right shortly after they hit us with the vaccine cards and i was like all right i'm probably gonna retire and uh, take a nice break uh because right out of high school i was just going for it so um it's been a journey you know so i took a nice about a year and a half to two year break and i finally just got back into it um had a scary uh life-changing moment where uh, my lung collapsed so i had to go through like major surgery and um i thought about it heavily uh this past uh, like about six months ago now thought about it and i was like uh you know i'm only 27 i just turned 28 and uh if i'm gonna kick the bucket at that age i might as well have some more fun so I came back into the scene hard and heavy and stuck with the name and it's it's been going well. Uh, I've got I've had I had a couple of gigs so far that was very uh, reputable and an uh, complete honor to be uh playing at these venues and everything. Yeah. So that's why uh did so did you rebrand when you came back? Yes, I uh kind of rebranded. I started um a whole Vice New York City 
uh, promotional page and everything. And um, somehow, some way, I actually got my AV Promotions and Entertainment company back. So I was very fortunate with that. Yeah. <laughs> so that is started. Really good. Yeah, started. So I started um, picking that up and uh, started promoting events, uh, shows, um, big big festivals. Uh, like I was just promoting the Elements Festival. Uh, I had a couple people, friends and and whatnot, uh, performing over there in Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, it, it's you know just working making sure i make the the sales the quota and uh that's how it is out here in new york i'm not sure how it works in vegas but um in new york you definitely need to have a following you definitely need to be bringing people to the events and and uh securing your slot you know yeah yeah especially as a dj and you get booked you should always bring people but um there's a lot out here that don't yeah, <laughs> and it's so frustrating because I'm a talent uh, manager. I'm a talent buyer, right? And sometimes when you, they have lots of talent, you know, but to get people to come out to see you, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. And a lot of them need to work on that. But you yep. are you're a marketing firm, so you're a promotion <laughs> firm. So you don't host the event, right? You no, get I a percent. You get a percentage of uh, from any uh, every ticket that you sell. Sell, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. See, that's yep. the that's really smart because then it gives you marketing, um, you know, experiences. So then you learn how to market yourself. Yeah, and I think that's the the whole key to the to the game is definitely marketing promotions and uh building a crowd you know and uh having those faithful fans <laughs> you know what i mean that come yeah. in and they come out every weekend you know i call them the weekend warriors and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know the support you no matter what they'll come to every event and uh yeah that's 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 your goal right there but um out here there's so much to do in uh new york city um it's very hard it, it is very hard uh there's so many venues um the right now i would say the djing game and everything it's very saturated um everybody and their mother their sisters and grandpas and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know everybody wants to be a dj <laughs> yes yes so, everybody and their mamas yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but um but yeah, I mean, but for the most part, coming back, it's been it's been uh, a hell of a ride. Uh, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. So I am very um, grateful for all the opportunities, and um, you know, again, very grateful for all the people that I do know that do come out and support and show the love. Now, all during co before COVID and then after COVID. Do you see that a lot of your peers uh, stop DJing and producing also? And then do you see the crowd, different crowds too now? Or yes. are they the same? Because oh, no, I they're want, not the same. <laughs> they're not the same. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely not the same. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, go <laughs> ahead. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, they're definitely not the same. Because uh, when I used to go out before COVID, um, everybody was plur. Um, they were wearing candy, they, you know, very vibrant out there and they're like, um, 
you know, peace, love, unity, all this stuff. And, and I loved it. You know, everybody was accepted. Everybody was, uh, was there for one another. You know, people were caring. They were always trying to help. Um, when I went to festivals, uh, like EDC, Electric Zoo, uh, Minus Zero, whatever, I can go on the list. I've been everywhere. Um, you know, back in the day, everybody was offering help. Like, hey, you want me to go buy you a bottle of water? Or <laughs> do you need some food? Or like, whatever, you know, checking on people, all this stuff. Um, and the DJs would get like so much love. Um, and it was just like respectful. Like I remember getting off a of stage and actually having to, uh, be careful where I walked because everybody was bum rushing me. Oh, you're the DJ. Oh, I got to talk to you. This and that. Oh, uh, like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to be like one of you guys. I want to be in the crowd. I don't want to, you know, be, have that stigma or anything. So I tried to be uh, very normal, but today seems like everybody's like in their own cliques. You know what I mean? Everybody yes. has their own vibes and this group yeah. is with that group. And, uh, you know, when you get off a of stage now, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Nah, they don't they care. Don't. They didn't, they didn't show up for you. Uh, nah. they came because it's the club or the night, you know, and yeah. they had plans and that sucks. That sucks. You don't get the dedicated fans anymore. No, uh, you do not. <laughs> no, the the bigger artists, of course, they get it right. The well-known ones, they oh, get yeah, people lined up to buy tickets, you know, and come in. But um, when you're from the underground, it's not the same like before. Even when I was younger, I grew up uh, in Minnesota, and yeah, you the DJs are like superstars. And everybody, they have groupies and everything, and it's, like, amazing. But now there's so many DJs. There's yep. so many. And well, I, I have to ask you. You said you're, you grew up in Minnesota. How's the nightlife out there? In Minnesota is uh, really, really, because there's not much to do. Mm. So a lot of it's in, um, it, it's easier to get a crowd than in here than here in vegas okay because wow. yeah yeah because there's not many venues that host events they did open one many years ago and um i forgot what it's called right now but it's uh huge and they mainly just have that venue to do a lot of their big shows um and then you have like the little uh venues that's been around and it's not as popular but they do and then they get a lot of people because it's Minnesota, and so we're known for the mini apple. So we get a lot of uh, people from even um, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, okay. and they'll come in and watch the yeah and see these shows. So they they can get up to capacity. Um, I don't know now. I I've been out here for five years now, so I I haven't been back to go party there because. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, you're it's, living in the party capital right now, so. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the difference with Minnesota, though, is that even when, I remember, even when it's snowing and blizzarding and yeah. they have a show, people still come out. And, yeah, so, yeah, the weather doesn't affect them. Um, they still show up and they enjoy it because there's nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I can only imagine. That's why I had to ask. You know, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm in the city that never sleeps. So, 
it's the same thing out here. Like uh, it could be negatives, like negative one, and people are still going out in short shorts and like you know tank tops. And I'm like, the hell are you doing? Oh, the club gets so hot. I'm like, okay, like you guys are really dedicated out here to to go raving at this to this temperatures and everything. But yeah, yeah it's well, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> well, you know they say hoes don't get cold. <laughs> Hoes do not get cold. I've heard that <laughs> saying way too many times. <laughs> that is the truth. Gosh. Have you that been anywhere else? Like any other festival outside of New York and Vegas here? Um, yes, I've I've been I actually performed at a festival in Vermont. It was called Minus Zero. Yeah, yeah, that was uh actually really fun. It was at a uh, Mount Snow and uh so basically there Rez was performing, Alinium uh seven lions was out there big big names um it was a snowboarding skiing festival which was awesome like i i I never experienced anything like that in my life um so my set unfortunately i didn't get main stage for that um so they threw me up on top of a mountain (laughs) on a viewing deck So, uh, yeah, they, they made me go on a ski lift to go on top of a mountain to do a performance up there. And, By uh, yourself? Uh, no, well, I mean, I had my friends and, and stuff. But, yeah, it was <laughs> – I'll tell you, man, it's, it's freaking interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you went up there. There was a whole little stage, uh, the viewing deck. The views were amazing. Um, if anybody oh, ever bet. been to Vermont, you know, it was amazing views. Um and I was right there at the top. So basically when the snowboarders and skiers got off their lift, they would hear the music and they could just like pull over and hang out, enjoy the vibes or just keep strolling down the mountain. Like it was, it was a pretty cool uh, experience to be honest, even though I didn't get to get main stage down at the summit, but it was, it was amazing. Um, I did get to meet a lot of uh, people. I actually saw Linium there and that wasn't the first time I met him. Um, I met seven lions there as well, which was, very nice people, very, very good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I got to play up there, and then I got to do an after party uh, in the ski lodge. Yeah, so that was um, pretty interesting. And I don't think they run anymore. Um, I think due to COVID, they kind of, like, you know, shut oh. down and they stopped having festivals. But uh, minus, minus zero in Vermont, that was a uh, experience. And I did it for – two years running i think i believe so yeah i did it for i know i did two events i'm just not sure if it was back to back or one year after the other you know what i mean um but how it was definitely you, awesome yeah how did you land that those gigs uh, again it's about all about who you know who you work for and <laughs> what your really connections cool. are like yeah, yeah that's really bomb ass connection <laughs> yeah man i mean uh new, like i said new york city is very big i mean vegas is very big um i know California has a very big music scene as well. Um, and, you know, you just, you, you gotta, you gotta be a good talker. You gotta know how to network. You gotta know how to negotiate. You know, you have to have to have that, uh, marketing <laughs> skill. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you got to sell yourself. It's like being a, a, a dealer for a car. You're going to give all the specs to the car and say everything. So you could get this guy to buy it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's the same thing. You just, talk very highly of yourself um i like you know again i've been in the game for many many of years i've uh played for very big name uh people i tend to not like to name drop because you know i 
<laughs> at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not making me any more yeah. famous than whatever. So, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, um, but, but it's yeah, still like, fun, fun to name drop sometimes. No, it really is. Like, um, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'll, I'll I'll say this on on here with no problem. My first um, actual event uh, that I ever went to that got me into the EDM scene um, was Bingo Players. And uh, this oh, is when uh, they had the two, the, 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 duo. Duo. the duo. Yeah, yep, yeah. the duo. And I went to Roseland Ballroom in New York City. And this is right when, um, what's I forgot his name, but he had cancer. And they were doing the whole fuck cancer uh, charity and everything. Um, so they were the ones that brought me into the game. <laughs> like, they were, like, my idols. You know, I looked up to them, all this stuff. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to... Like, I want to be a DJ. I want to be a full-time producer. Like, I want to get this done. And um, next thing you know, Ooh. I was playing at Space Ibiza in New York City. Yeah. Um, in oh. a little side room, in this little box yeah. area. And uh, I did plenty of shows over there. And um, one day, my uh, boss or my – the booker, talent booker, whatever you want to call him. Uh, <laughs> he uh, The boss. The, the boss. boss. Yeah, that's, that's what I call him. That's it. He's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh he was like hey listen um you know you've been doing good uh people have been listening to you do you want to do main stage for uh bass jackers and i'm like hell yeah man like that's awesome so that was my first like main stage gig in new york city and um i got to play the bass jackers event and then shortly after that i got an offer to to uh do support for zookeeper and bingo players and my jaw dropped and I was in shock. I was like practically like shitting my pants at that point. <laughs> I was like, this is like whatever my like dreams coming wow. true. I'm like, this is going to be yeah. a short lived uh, roller coaster ride, but uh, you know, let's do it. So I got to um, be direct support for Zookeeper and uh, Zookeeper was direct support for bingo players. And uh, sadly, the, they weren't a duo at that time. Um, but uh yeah, I, my dreams pretty much came true pretty early, I would say. But uh, this this was, again, I was playing in the beginning. I was doing small-time events. I was doing side stages. I was doing uh, a lot of shows for free. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> definitely did some, uh, you know, investing in myself. Yeah. Where I was, like, just accepting gigs. And um, sometimes I would not get paid or they would just uh, – how do I say it? They, they claim, oh, it's free exposure. And I'm like, all right, give me the free yeah. exposure. Like, hopefully it works. Like, and it, it did. It, 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 yeah. It always works. But the, for those that don't believe, you get what you want. You get what you believe. <laughs> Manifest. <And> so, <laughs> you don't believe it's not going to work. I mean, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it really touched me that you actually mentioned bingo players. Um it it was really sad and um i love i love it's been so he's been doing music um this last like towards the end of last year till um this year really amazing songs like i'm so rooting for him like you know there's artists that make so such good music and then they they kind of have this moment where it just didn't go so well for so long. Yep. But bingo players are like 
doing it so good like the la at the end of like last year until now so yeah i follow them pretty uh, i follow him pretty closely so yeah yeah and what still amazes me about that is he's still performing and doing tours with zookeeper so i'm like i'm like yeah oh, this wow. guy's lucky <laughs> like yeah yeah that is really I've been, cool <laughs> i've been listen i've been following him as well his music career is amazing um i think every yeah. dj is gonna have a rough spot um i could tell yeah. you this right now uh when i was doing uh izu 2018 i was talking to Alinium backstage and um the best advice he gave me was to never quit no matter how shitty your month is going or if you're having a dry spell or, you know, some tragic happens in your family, like there's always going to be a point where you kind of like hit the plateau, you know, and you're, you're stuck, you know, you don't know what to do. Um, I'm an overthinker. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, I tend to overthink things and um, you don't it's it's a very mental game as well. So, like, uh, you don't want to, like, say, oh, I'm not getting no gigs, uh, nobody's viewing my SoundCloud, nobody likes my songs. Um, you know, it, that shouldn't mean anything, you know, uh, being a DJ and, and uh, you know, for me, it's, it's the love of music. It's the hobby I enjoy. This is what keeps me calm, keeps me cool, collected, and mentally sane, you know, <laughs> like, and... Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, just just never giving up. That's just the whole thing, and that's what a lot of people don't realize um, when you get into this game. And um, you know, when you like I said, when you hit that plateau and things just start getting dry, and you think, oh, it's all over, my uh, climbing the ladder is done. It's like no. If you uh, look a lot of these guys, for instance, like bingo players, or even um, I believe it's David Guetta. Uh, I think he was out there in Las Vegas. Right. And uh, he he's got... always out here in Vegas. I think he has a residency somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere he got a residency. But I'm talking about like way before he took like I was watching yeah. um, a documentary. He was saying that he was in the bars and all this stuff. And he got picked yeah. up over time. A lot of these people don't hit until like they're 30, 35 years old. And yeah. then they start blowing up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just hang in there. That's it. That's and yeah. That's I think the most it, important it, part. I think a lot of them, but they they make it is because it's their music, the songs they produce. You 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 know you need to see that um, most people won't be able to come out to see your show, but that a lot can listen to your song on these streaming platforms, and the oh, reach yeah, is more. Yeah, hundred percent. But you also you know you need to have the proper uh promotions for your music you know yeah and that's where the funding yeah. comes in <laughs> <laughs> get some money there <laughs> yeah yeah get that's, a day job <laughs> yep exactly it's gonna it's gonna hurt for a little while but sometimes it yeah. pays off in the end you know yeah yeah and even if it doesn't uh at least you know you know you tried you know the doing is more important because you'll regret it if you don't do, you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I, I typically tell people I never fail at anything I do. It's because I never quit. <laughs> there you go. I like that. You know, so. 
Yep. Never yeah, quit. Yeah. Stay strong and keep pushing. That's 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 how it goes in this industry. Yeah. Um, before I go into my last question of the day, do you have anything else you want to share? Um. All I gotta say is for anybody out there, you know, uh, if this is what you think is right and this is what you want to do and these are your dreams you know follow it and uh never stop keep the grind going and uh have good positive vibes and you will make it pretty far climbing the ladder isn't that hard as long as uh you keep your mind to it you know yeah one step at a time 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent so this is my segment where i go into the last question of the day Share a funny or embarrassing moment from your early days as a DJ, uh, producer, or promoter that taught you a valuable lesson. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is kind of funny and embarrassing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing at this club in Manhattan, and the vibes were insane. Uh, the party was pumping. I was... Like I was just throwing straight fire. It was banger after banger after banger. And um, I guess it was just too hot for the decks. And the whole CDJs just turned off on me. Oh, right in the middle no. of the... <laughs> no. Yep, yep. And then uh, I had the stage manager come running up to me. And he's like, what did you do? I'm like, what the fuck? What oh. did I do? What did you do? <laughs> this, is your, this is your equipment. And I'm like... <laughs> Like, I'm doing my damn job here. <laughs> What's going oh on? Like, and uh, it took oh, about, like, boy. a five-minute uh, reset. Finally got the decks going. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, right back to it. I saved it uh, thanks to, to Dom Dalla and his remixes. <laughs> so <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> love Dom the, Dalla. Yeah. Oh, yeah, love him. And, uh, yeah, saved the party and went good. And um, it just... It, this not only happened once, this happened twice at the same venue. And uh, that's the on the same the On the same decks, too? On the same so, deck. And so, I thought it was newer. Like <laughs> it, it just killed me. I was closing out the event. Um, Kato was playing there, uh, this uh, Colombian uh, DJ. Um, very big in Afro House. He's a very awesome guy. Um mm -hmm. And same thing, the vibes were good. Uh, the decks were going for hours. He did his whole set, no problem. I go on, I'm about an hour and some change in. And boom, blackout again. The whole deck's just shut down on me. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, I like threw my hands up. I'm like, I give up. Like, I just, it was not meant to be to play here. I should just go home. Like... <laughs> if you come back over there and you play for a third time and that happens again, oh my God. Forget. I, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. I'll uh, I'll Bring just quit your my own <laughs> Hopefully you don't quit. Hopefully you don't no. quit. It sounds like you you're doing amazing things, and then COVID happened, and I those you're waiting for those same things, but no moment is the same. Yes. So, you know and this is a new path for you and it's probably even way better way and, better yeah, than what you can possibly imagine yeah and honestly it is it, it is i gotta say for myself i think i'm more knowledgeable wiser um i have more experience obviously in make decision making and it is it's going real good and i just thank 
you know, again, thank everybody for it. I think, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me on here. It's, yeah. it's a pleasure. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, come back. Come back anytime if you have, like, big announcements. Come back. Reach out right. and let me know. Yeah, and if you ever come into town, I would, you know, just hit me up. Yeah, definitely. I, I've been planning a trip out to Vegas shortly, so I, I might see you too, a little bit sooner than I think. So, <laughs> Well, if you do come out, come here and do, a, you know, an in-person podcast too. Oh, that would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I would love that. So just reach out and let me know. That would be great. Awesome. And okay. again, thank you again for giving me the opportunity, and, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.